Okay. This is good. We are good. Amen? Amen. We're always good because we've got a good God that always does good all the time. Amen? Amen. We're in safe hands with our God. You know, we, we've, got to, we've got to move away from trying to believe experiences of men and get our solid foundation back on the word of God every time and I was just telling them it's like the center of gravity right okay so um, being fascinated with this toy because it gets my point so easily can you say the word law there's two types of laws one is law which is a principle the other is law which must be obeyed two types of laws one is a law that is spoken and must be obeyed the other is a law which is written or spoken or whatever but you can't help but obey it it's always obeyed okay it's two kinds of laws one is more like a principle and so um, this guy here follows the law right well this guy is balancing because of something called the center of gravity it's what you would call a balancing toy or a balancing uh, uh, whatever it won't move I mean you try to shake him here and he comes back and you try to pull him back and he comes back it just doesn't move and you try to turn him around he just readjusts and rebalances himself because this inanimate are you listening to me this inanimate non-living thing that I created okay it's got some errors you can see it's kind of slanted because of the error I was supposed to be standing straight and tall but this inanimate non-living thing that I created okay not out of nothing but out of things that I found follows a law I can keep it anywhere I can keep it on my nose and I can be assured now, now you'll say my nose is slippery but there you go right it just stays put and rebalances itself you see why because it follows the law it's going to gravitate towards that point it's a fictional it's, it's not really a point it's not there's no point in it here 
But there's a point according to the law of physics called the center of gravity. And this entire thing is going to rebalance so as to always maintain that equilibrium. Okay? And it will always gravitate towards its center of gravity. Now the question is this. What's my center of gravity? What is it? What's my center of gravity? What am I gravitating towards? What is my very being? My being is just, going to, is, is just my mind and my mind is going to naturally incline and rebalance itself according to that center of gravity. But in every situation of my life, what's that center of gravity that my mind kind of automatically recalibrates? You put it, you put it in fear, kind of readjusts. You put doubt to it, it readjusts. You put any sort of nonsense and it kind of readjusts. Your mind also will gravitate towards that center of gravity. What is it for me? I'm not asking you what it should be. We all know what it should be. It should be the word of God. That's not the point. The point is not what it should be. The point is, what is it? Because whatever it is, is going to make sure and my mind stays put. No matter what I move, it's just going to remain put. Even if I put it in a precarious, horrible, shaky situation, it will still stay put. Might get thoughts, might drift a little, which has to not happen slowly by slowly. But it's got to recalibrate. That recalibration is very important. It should happen naturally. It should happen automatically. But it's not going to happen if I don't have the right CG, center of gravity. You see, if I don't have it, I might just topple over. Right? What should be my center of gravity? What should be the thing that keeps me on there, on even a dot like this, or even a toothpick and not make me fall? Okay? Fine? And the second question is what is it that I have in my mind right now? that I can dare to put this toy on a small spherical point and leave it knowing that it's not going to fall. Two questions. Do you understand? The first question is that represents your mind. What's your center of gravity? Okay? The second question is what is it that I have right now? 
which if you try and play with this toy, you'll also have it. What is it that I have right now? And, and Ryan tried playing with it and he made something of his own and, and he also got it. But what is it that we have right now and whoever's played with this? Uh, we can keep it even on a toothpick. It's going to be there. We can just leave it. You know, I mean, if I keep this here, quickly, Atul's hand is just going to go out there to try and stop it. Right? But not that. What is that called? Faith. Good. It needs a decision and an action. Faith. Trust. Barosa. Trust on something. On a principle that does not shake. Right? Do you realize that as believers quite often we have considered the principles of natural physics as more reliable than the principles of the Word of God. We have actually considered the principles of physics more reliable than the principles of the Word of God. Right? I mean, think about it. If I take a ball and I throw it, I don't even think. I don't think, do I? I don't think because when I throw it, I know it's going to come down. We see faith in a lot of things, but we've got to make sure that we've got it in the right stuff. Right? We've got to have the right center of gravity. And that center of gravity has to be the Word of God. So what does the Word of God say? Let's look into the Word of God. Let's go to Ephesians. Right? Let's go to Ephesians chapter chapter 1 verse 3 what does it say blessed be the God and Father our Lord Jesus Christ blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has can you say has, has. blessed yes. me, me with every, every. Spiritual, blessing spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ money is not in the heavenly places is it So the spiritual blessing of money is probably not part of it, is it? What does it mean to have spiritual blessings in the heavenly places? We've got to understand it because it says there every, every, I mean I've got to get my mind to gravitate to this fact now. I've got to get my mind which was probably being held like this by some sort of a, 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 a bondage thought being held down like this I've got to get it to kind of 
remove that thought and recalibrate itself right to this truth what's the truth that he that he has blessed us with every can you say every, every. he has blessed us with every, every. spiritual blessing <laughs> in the heavenly places so the question is what are the spiritual blessings that he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing but it's not every spiritual blessing that he speaks about on earth he says every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places right every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places correct so it says every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places come on get your mind to recalibrate to this get your mind to believe this now it's not something that you feel it's not something that you think it's not something that's going to come naturally to you you've got to probably say it for the next 10 15 days to recalibrate your mind and believe you can believe it right now but to recalibrate your mind not to bring it any unbelief that you have been blessed when were you blessed on the cross there's no other place that you could be blessed besides on the cross every other blessing is pale as compared to what we got from the cross now is the cross over did Jesus die once or is he going to die multiple times sorry he's died once that's it right is he going to die again it's over right correct yes or no okay so if he's died once then here's the problem we as Christians still at times feel we've got to get the blessing we've got to get some blessing we've got to get to a blessing we've got to get to a point that we can get a blessing we still feel that way we still think that way but I've got to gravitate my mind to this point I've got to recalibrate readjust to this point what's the point are you sure Jesus died on the cross are you sure Jesus died on the cross are you absolutely 110% sure that Jesus died on the cross are you absolutely 110% sure that there was a man called Jesus are you absolutely 110% sure that he died on the cross it's very important that you think and answer so I want you to close your eyes right now just close your eyes get to that innermost room in your mind that innermost room that you hide with curtains of Christianese throw those curtains out burn them up and get to the innermost room of your mind and in that innermost room of your mind you've got to catch yourself you've got to ask yourself 
And one question. Am I sure that Jesus died on the cross? I've got to get myself to be absolutely sure, completely, 110% sure that there was a Jesus Christ. I want you to ask yourself, interrogate yourself in that innermost room of your mind. That innermost room that was covered with the plush curtains of spiritual and hyper-spiritual thinking. Remove those plush and posh curtains, velvet curtains of Christianese and fake Christianity. Tear it up! Tear it up! And ask yourself... The worst person to lie to is yourself. Tear it up and ask yourself. Do I really, 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 really believe that there was a man called Jesus? Do I really, 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 really believe that he died? I mean, was he dead, dead on that cross? If you took an ECG monitor, would you see a flat line? If you checked his pulse, would you find a pulse? If you tried to give him CPR, would he come back to life? If you gave him a blood transfusion, would he suddenly look back, open up his eyes again? Was he dead? Dead, dead. If the cross was in an ICU, would the surgeon come out of the ICU and say, sorry, he's no more? Would that happen? Was he that dead? Because it's very important. For you to know that he was dead. Your story ended and a new story began on that cross. No life ended, a new life began on that cross. If he did not really die, then there's a problem. It's a big problem. Your faith is useless. Your Bible is no point of it. Nothing else matters. Might as well not be a Christian if Jesus did not really, really, surely, completely absolutely 110% flatline on an ECG monitor zero pulse no breath no CPR possible completely dead completely cold dead on that cross was he or was he not
What are your answers? Do you absolutely believe it? Has yourself that inner man of the heart is it absolutely is he absolutely sure that that Jesus died on that cross? Yes or no? Because I want to tell you something today. Are you listening? Are you listening? As definite you are. As definite you are. About the death of Jesus on the cross. That definite and sure. Are those blessings that are mentioned in Ephesians 1.3. As flat, that flat line of the ECC monitor would be for the heart of Jesus. As straight as that flat line. <laughs> That's sure are those blessings mentioned in Ephesians 1.3. Because if Jesus did not die, then Jesus would not rise. And if Jesus did not rise, your lives are in vain. Without profit. So I ask you the question again. And I want, you, I want you to speak it out just now. Are you sure? Absolutely. 100%. 110%. Completely. Perfectly. Absolutely. Sure. That Jesus died on the cross. Yes. Can't hear all of you. Yes. 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 Absolutely sure. Yes. Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Completely? Yes. You gotta hear yourself. Yes. You made a most important confession today. And the word of God says he who makes that confession is saved. Did he really die on that cross? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Completely. Yes. Perfectly. Yes. Like can you can you pinch yourself? Pinch yourself and tell me, are you that sure? Yes. As sure as that pinch is. Yes. Do you know that he really, really died? Yes. Completely died. Yes. On the cross. Yes. Then you are dead. As sure as his death, as sure as his death, that sure is your death. As sure as his death, that sure is your death. Are you listening to me? Your ECT monitor is a flat line. You're dead. You were dead on that cross. Are you listening to me? This is very important. Because you cannot 
there is no way there's absolutely no way in all of this universe for you to get Ephesians 1 3 if you are not dead there's no way you gotta be dead and then alive so did Jesus die Yes. then he has also that means that you died with him you've got to identify with that we were talking the other day about identification and I said the best place that you see identification is in the movies you go to the movies you see Terminator and you come on and you're like hasta la vista just like Arnold Schwarzenegger right or you see Rambo and you you suddenly got a a mouth that just goes like that because Sylvester Stallone has got that slight bit of a thing on that and suddenly you got fat all over okay but you got muscles all of a sudden you carry your umbrella like an AK-47 and you you, you, you move around right you, you you even get up in the morning like you like they show Rambo waking up everything just surrounds around him until you see another movie right until you see another movie we identify with these things but this is sense identification it's identification by your senses and your sense identification is no sense it does not make any sense it does not help in any way it does not do anything it does not help in any way the only thing that can help you is if you identify in your spirit with something and the only person you can really identify with is the cross is Jesus amen not a crucifix not a crucifix that's why God hates idolatry because you tend to identify with them with the wrong stuff what you see and what impacts you identifies with you that's why Satan is about going about trying to cause these miracles of crosses and statues and bleeding and this and that and this and that it, that is because they want man to identify so there was a Catholic priest called Pio of Pietrelcina in Italy it's now known as Padre Pio or Saint Padre Pio what that man did was identified with the crucifix that he meditated on day and night and guess what happened if you identify with your senses the fruit is going to be in your senses so because it was all about the senses suddenly on his hands there appeared wounds was the wounds of Jesus on his hands the only problem is they were in the wrong place because the statues always have the nails in here but this can't hold your body has to be in here in here <laughs> right there's a bone there it's gonna hold you and so he identified he identified with that what he saw and because he did that because he did that he got the fruit of what he saw and what he meditated on right I'm telling you something 
you've got to identify with someone else. You've got to identify with the real Jesus. Not that Caucasian Hollywood star that the Catholic Church has tried to show. But I'm talking about the real Jesus. When he died, you died. As sure as his death, that sure is your death. So if you think that you are a cursed little thing that has got no blessing and you start and never finish, you do and never succeed, you're never victorious, you're never this, you're never that, you're never diligent, you're never lazy, I want to tell you something, that you died. And you've got to be as sure as you were sure about the death of Jesus. But then Jesus rose from the dead, didn't he? You rose with him. Now listen to this. He has blessed us with every, every spiritual. Now that puts a lot of people off. They say, oh, only spiritual blessings. Every spiritual blessings, not on earth, in heavenly places. Means I'm going to have such a lot of spiritual blessing when I go up to heaven. So my, my question to you, if you're thinking in that way, is could you quantify, could you explain what sort of blessing you need once you're in heaven? Isn't it the best blessing once you're face to face with your maker? But he says, I have. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Right? Right? That means whatever I would experience in the heavenly places, I have it now. Right? But I have every spiritual blessing. Now why do I need spiritual blessings? Why do I need spiritual blessings? I need material blessings. Listen, if you think spiritual blessings are going to pay my tax, it's not going to help me. How are spiritual blessings going to give me income? How are spiritual blessings going to cure this physical illness? No, I need physical blessings. Now you might not say it and you might find it funny when I say it, but you are thinking it. If you were not thinking it, you would be walking like Jesus. A mind is a very funny mind sometimes. We speak and think something else. We speak and we believe something else. Listen, every, can you say every? Every, every conceivable, everything that you can ever think of, every spiritual blessing is yours. But, but you've got to be sure that Jesus died. Because if Jesus died, then you died. And if you died, then you were raised up. And if you were raised up, you are seated with him in the heavenly places. Then you begin to understand that you have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And then you get to understand why that matters to you and me. So are you sure that Jesus died? Yes. Then you've got to be sure that you died. Yes. Then you've got to be sure that Jesus rose from the dead. And then you've got to be sure that I rose from the dead. And you rose from the dead. Am I right? Yes. Yes? yes. Now listen, you've been given every spiritual blessing. Now why is spiritual blessing so important to a physical man? Yes. 
Listen, if I receive physical blessings, can I receive physical blessings? And if I receive physical blessing, what's the difference between physical and spiritual blessings? Okay? Okay? And spiritual? So correct me if I'm wrong. There's no physical blessing I can really claim or have in my life unless I have got the spiritual blessing. Right? Yeah, but I can't have any physical blessing if I don't have a spiritual blessing. It's the spiritual that creates the physical. Listen, if Jesus just died physically, and that was it, and he physically just rose from the dead, and that was it, that was not the sacrifice. It's not just that Jesus just died physically, Jesus died. Listen, his spirit was separated from his body and separated from God. That's why he cried out and he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He became just like you were before you got born again. Separated from God. Detached from God. He temporarily removed, allowed for his spirit to be separated from the living Father. And he may identify with you. That's why you died when he died. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Was what Jesus cried out, right? Yes or no? Yes. When he cried that out, when he cried that out, it was when that union it was always there. Him and the Father. I and the Father are one. I am with the Father. The Father's in me. Boom. Because on Him was put the sins of the whole world. The chastisement due to us was upon Him. Now listen. Think about this. This is awesome. And Jesus died. And when Jesus died, you died. And when you died, something happened. When you died, Jesus died, you died. Everything that was due to you was taken care of. The punishment, the punishment that you do, that you were due, the chastisement, the disciplining, the punishment that you should have received was upon him. You died. Your guilt is taken care of. The judgment of God was born upon him. You don't receive that judgment anymore because you died when Jesus died. If you died when Jesus died, then you rise with him. Now listen to this. You receive every spiritual blessing. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. You've already received it. When did you receive it? When you got born again? When you received the new birth? Because when you received the new birth, you actually identified with Jesus on the cross. You received the new birth. Right? Okay. Then you received every spiritual blessing. Why are spiritual blessings so important to me? So what are some of the spiritual blessings? Spiritual gifts. 
Okay, let's look at the spiritual. What, what spiritual gifts amount to at least some of the blessings, spiritual blessings in the heavenly places? No. Okay. Now what would? But that's physical. But that's for physical. You don't need wisdom for the heaven. Because... Sorry? Exactly. That's my point I'm trying to make. Sorry? Righteousness. What is righteousness? Right standing. Complete package. Everything. So that includes spiritual and physical. But he says every spiritual blessing. There's something about every spiritual blessing that we've got to understand. Because if I have every spiritual blessing, even if I have one spiritual blessing, but it says I got every spiritual blessing. Every spiritual blessing. If I have every spiritual blessing, a spiritual blessing is not something only for the spiritual. Because if the spiritual blessing was something only for the spiritual, the Holy Spirit is not in your body. Because the Holy Spirit is spiritual, your body is physical. And your body is not the temple of the Holy Spirit if the Holy Spirit is spiritual and your body is physical. We've got this idea that the spiritual means spiritual and the physical means physical. They're two different compartments. We put them in two different compartments. But they're not. In fact, if that's the case, then you don't have a spirit. But you see, you've got a spirit. The physical and the spiritual have overlapped. When Jesus came into your life. And that is very, very essential. Because when that happened, any spiritual blessing that you have will influence everything in the physical. Do you understand? Look at the spiritual gifts. Tell me one gift that does not influence anything in the physical. Is there any one gift? No one gift. Right? Because your physical, I know it's temporary and all those things. But the physical is very much a part of you as your spiritual. And when you receive every spiritual blessing, that's awesome news. Because every physical blessing, every physical blessing that you could ever get, okay? If God said that, he has blessed you with every physical blessing on earth. You know, there was a man that was blessed with so many, so much of every physical blessing. His name was Solomon, son of David. Right? But listen, the every physical blessing did not help him be victorious over sin. The every physical blessing did not help him be victorious over Satan. The every physical blessing did not help him have dominion. The every physical blessing did not help him in anything. Because every physical blessing will be limited only to the physical. But once you have spiritual blessings, it permeates every dimension of the world. That's why you can walk up to an addict who's got a physical problem, mind you, and set him free. Because you got the spiritual blessing. Because the spiritual made the physical. And the spiritual is more powerful than the physical. Can you say that with me? The spiritual is more powerful than the physical. 
the spiritual made the physical. Remember in the beginning there was nothing else but God, the Lord is spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. You've heard that verse, right? Now in the beginning there was nothing else so there was just the spirit of the Lord, right? And then he said, let there be light and then there was physical. It is the spiritual that made the physical, right? So the spiritual is more powerful than the physical. The spiritual is always more powerful than the physical. Now listen to this. Satan does not have all the spiritual blessings. Because he's not in Lord Jesus, right? And he's definitely not seated in the heavenly places in Christ. Amen? He's been thrown down, disarmed, divested of what his power was. Made a public spectacle of. And as one of the prophets said it in the Old Testament, the kings looked at him and said, Oh, you've fallen down here? Yeah? So great was your power? You've fallen down? With the rotten corpses of the kings of the earth? You have... Listen, you're more blessed than Satan. Do you know that? Yeah. We don't realize it. But you've got... Every spiritual blessing in Jesus Christ in the heavenly places. Every spiritual blessing you could ever think of. You want to stop the storm? You've got the blessing. Every spiritual blessing. You want to stop a war? You've got the blessing. Every spiritual blessing. Every conceivable spiritual blessing. Let me put it this way. Every conceivable physical problem that needs a spiritual intervention and a special spiritual power to solve the physical problem is at your disposal. Amen. Amen. Every spiritual problem that needs spiritual power is at your disposal. That takes care of everything. Is, doesn't it? So whether the fracture is because somebody fell or whether the fracture is because a demon came in and just entered into his body one night and caused a fracture. You've got the blessing to be able to deal with it. Every spiritual blessing. God does not give you spiritual blessings for you to just hold. These spiritual blessings are not just Oh, I, I love the fact that I can just talk to God All that's there It's all there No doubt about it I, it's, it's not some new prayer that God is going to give you in your mind No, 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 no These spiritual blessings are actual spiritual blessings Everything that you could ever need To do anything To solve any problem or to meet any need Amen. you have with you but the problem is this can you show me that please one second just show me thank you the problem is you've got to get your mind to gravitate to that fact and that truth you've got to get your mind to gravitate to that truth because if your mind does not gravitate to that truth if it does not gravitate to that truth 
then your mind will play games. Romans 8.2. Can somebody read it please? Romans 8.2. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. Has set me free. From the law of sin and death. Which means the law of sin and death had a hold on me. Had a hold on me. But now I'm freed from it. Right? Yeah. Which means I can go back to it anytime I want to. Right? Right? <laughs> Set me free. I'm not under its power, but I can go back there if I want to. I'm not under its power anymore. But I can let my mind drift into it anytime I want to. And that's bad news. That's not nice. Now, have I drifted into the law of sin and death? No. You've drifted into the law of sin and death if you've not remained in the law of the spirit of life. What is the law of the spirit of life? What is it? Jesus is in me, right? What is the name of Jesus? Yeshua. What does that mean? Salvation. What does that mean? I am saved. What does that mean? Every problem has been taken care of. I am saved from every problem. Every issue. Spiritual, physical, every issue. I have been saved. I was saved. I am now under the law of the spirit of life. The law of the spirit of life governs my life now. I've got this law operating in my very being. But if I dwell and I take my mind to dwell and think on the things of the world, when I'm seated in the heavenly places and I let my mind drift into the things of the world, I am going to get principles of the world in my mind. And when I get principles of the world in my mind, my mind is going to help me believe the principles of the world. And if my mind helps me believe the principles of the world, my mind will think that this is the center of gravity. Guess what? I just drifted into the law of sin and death. But if I just let the word of God dwell in me richly, in all wisdom and understanding, then the law of the spirit of life governs my life. Every moment, every day, every minute, every second. Amen? Amen. Now, should, that, should I be scared? No, I'm not scared. I'm not telling you to fear and say, oh, have I drifted? Have I drifted? No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, if I let my mind be governed by the principles of the world, if I let my mind be governed by the principles of the world, even in certain areas, then I'm letting myself be governed, letting myself be governed by the law of the spirit of, of sin and death. Because guess what's the law that governs the world? Sin and death. The love of the world is enmity with God. Right? The moment I drift into it, I see trouble. And then I forget and I don't have that knowledge of what I am victorious about and what Jesus has won for me. 
I ignore, I forget it. I forget what Jesus won for me. I forget what Jesus has bought for me. I forget what Jesus has purchased for me by his blood. I forget that I'm walking in health. I forget that I'm right before God. I forget that I'm not guilty anymore. I forget that my sins are all forgiven. I forget that my God has forgotten my sins. I forget that I am free from the power of darkness. I forget that I'm free from the power of darkness. And because I forget that I'm free from the power of darkness, I get bondage to it again. Because somewhere down the line I begin to believe that I'm under its power. Guess what? I just drifted into the law of sin and death then. So I've got to move out from there. And move into this. They overcome Satan. They overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. By the cross and what happened on the cross and the word of their testimony, they overcame the devil. You want to overcome Satan? Do you want to overcome Satan? Yes. There's your problem. There's your problem. There's how we drift into it. We believe in the future more than the present and the past. Something already happened on the cross. I've got to get my mind realigned to that fact. I am not an overcomer. I'm a victor. Overcomers have something to overcome constantly. I don't have anything to overcome constantly because I've entered into the peace of Christ. My peace I give unto you, he said. Enter into the rest. While the day is still called today, may we be diligent to enter into the rest of Christ. That rest, which is not a Sabbath rest. It's not a Sabbath, a physical Sabbath, but it's the rest. That rest is a life of victory every day. Every day. Now here's what the whole deal is. I have that life. I've got to recalibrate my mind to it. I've got to identify and be sure that I've died on that cross. The way I'm sure, I'm not asking you to kill yourself. I'm saying reckon yourself dead. Consider yourself dead. You already died with Christ on that cross. I'm not asking you to do something. I'm not asking you to take sins and write it down and burn it up. I'm not asking you to make puppets of sins. Lust, greed, pride. Go take a knife and bang it. Uh, dead, dead, dead. I kill him, I kill him, I kill him, I kill him, I kill him. No, I'm telling you, you died with Christ. Your ECG monitor shows a flat line. It's done with. Reckon it. Consider it. Understand it. Accept it. Believe it. And never forget it. Because when you never forget it, your mind realigns to the new center of gravity. Otherwise you will be always bound. Don't be bound. Because binding you is what Satan wants to do. When you operate under the right center of gravity, you are his worst nightmare. You have such a deadly combination. Deadly for Satan. Deadly combination. Deadly for Satan. The spirit of a man and the spirit of God. United as one. In human flesh. Complete supremacy over what is physical and over what is spiritual. 
because you become like a son of the living God. Amen? That is what you've got to remember. That is the key to living this victorious life. Get the right center of gravity. Understand that you already have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Every, 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 every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. When you walk up to a believer, a born-again Christian in Christ, remind them about it. You are the ambassadors of the truth. You are the carriers, the courier boys, the postmen of the truth, the mail, the postage that you carry, the parcels that you carry. You are God's Amazon service. You are God's Amazon service of truth. Let it be in every breath and every word. Let people call you crazy for it and it's perfectly okay. But you bring truth. Let that truth be like a stone in the middle of their shoe and let them feel uncomfortable. It's perfectly okay. But you bring the truth to every believer. Bring it out there. If lies has overtaken the world, it's because the believers have not been speaking the truth. If the world is going to speak lies, and then believers are going to be taught lies, and they also are going to be speaking lies, and guess what? There's no difference. So lies spread to such an extent, to such an extent, that I have believers today, even on my Facebook wall, that are really putting up posts about how dangerous the ventilator is and how horrible it is to be intubated. Now what is that? That is me propagating fear. And when I propagate fear, I'm propagating lies because fear is lies. I don't have the right center of gravity. I've got to have the right center of gravity. As somebody who really called believers or any person who does not, any person who does not stay home during the COVID epidemic, that person actually says they are murderers. And that person is a believer. Now how dare, how dare does anybody bring an accusation? Now, no, nobody uses that statement, right? How dare you bring an accusation against an anointed man of God? <laughs> How dare you bring accusations now? That we are murderers? That people who don't stay indoors are murderers? I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. You've got, you've got to change and understand that there is probably nobody else that is going to bring truth to somebody. If you have crossed their path, they, I mean, go to Ephesians, 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 um, 2.10. Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship. We are his workmanship. You know what workmanship means, right? What does that mean? So his, listen, you don't call... Listen, if Mitzi's done a painting, okay, and she's really painting it, you don't look at it and say that's her workmanship. But once she's done this masterpiece and finished it and it's framed and it's ready, you'll say, that is Mitzi's workmanship. Do you understand? That's her work. That's the work of art that she has done. 
You are the workmanship. It's done. It's finished. He has made you. You have everything that is needed. You are a new creation. It's not, it's not an evolution that you are into. You're not evolving into something new. You have been created something new. You're just understanding what is new in you. Amen? Okay, you are his workmanship. Go on. Created in Christ Jesus. You're not created out of Christ Jesus. So if you don't identify with Christ Jesus, then you are not going to understand what every spiritual blessing is. You are created in Christ Jesus. That means when Jesus died, in that sacrifice, in that pool of blood, there was something that came out. You. You were in Christ Jesus. You were buried in Christ Jesus. You were raised in Christ Jesus. You were created in Christ Jesus. Don't get out of there. Then. For what? So you were not, you did not do good works to be created in Christ Jesus and be his workmanship. You were made a workmanship for good works. Understand. Because that is going to be the difference between guilt, guilt and freedom. If you were made his workmanship, are you listening? If you were made his workmanship because of your good works, then that's a pressure. But if you were made his workmanship for good works, that's freedom. Okay, go on. God prepared beforehand that we should walk in God prepared these good works beforehand. Don't let a single believer go by without preaching the truth and telling the truth to them. Do not let them walk by because just as you are ambassadors of the truth, they too are ambassadors of the truth and if you are not going to tell the ambassadors of the truth truth and you are going to just let them speak the lies, then you are not being a good ambassador yourself and you are not making them into that ambassador. That was one of your good works that you just let go by. Do you understand? You were made for those good works. You were created for those good works. That was the workmanship that you have. Do you understand? That's why when you when you go to when you go to heal somebody, that's one of the good works. You're there because that's one of the good works. If you decide to go to a place and say, okay, fine, I'm gonna find so and so person, I got this number in the vision. I'm gonna call up the person whose number I got in the vision. I'm gonna just speak to her and say, be healed. Guess what? was one of your good works. Now if you don't do one of those good works, something bad is going to happen to you, no. Remember, you were not created because of your good works. You were created for good works. Amen? It was not good works that got you being a workmanship. It was you being made a workmanship so that you could do good works. Amen? That's why you got every spiritual blessing. You got every spiritual blessing so that you can do every good work that is needed. Every good work that is needed can be done because you, every spiritual blessing that is needed is yours. Amen. Amen. Every good work that is done that has to be done can be done because every spiritual blessing needed is yours. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank and praise you. You are awesome. You are glorious. You are powerful. You are beautiful, Lord. 
We are privileged that we have every spiritual blessing. Not some, not few, but every, every, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And if we have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, Lord, we have everything that we need. Everything that we need. You have satisfied us, Lord. You have fattened our hearts by giving us every good thing, Lord. You have satisfied us, Lord. We thank you for satisfying us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Glory to you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord.